Okay, we need to have a serious talk. You need to get out of my brain. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. This has now, happened... Twice more. recently. But it, it happens quite a bit. If you're not familiar with the concept of like twin telepathy powers or, uh, I don't know, people thinking the same thoughts... We should we should just say again we're not twins. Yeah, we're not twins. In spirit, <laughs> we might as well be. Um, so we have this thing where we always are like thinking the same thing. Um, people don't like to play board games and stuff with us because they feel like there's an unfair advantage there. In the past week, I have sent Hannah two text messages that she has responded with. I was just going to say that, or I was just going to order that food. Yeah. The first one, um, I was visiting her for the weekend, and we were talking about food and stuff, and I was just about to text her. I typed out the message, and she goes, oh, I got sun chips. I thought that'd be a good addition. And I literally had typed out, maybe I'll get sun chips. I was at Meyer walking mm-hmm. down an aisle, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to get sun chips. It just kind of came to me. And then when I got out into my car, I texted Hannah and I said, hey, so I ended up getting sun chips. And she's just like, no. I said I literally was going to go and buy sun chips. Um, There was one that happened today. Yes. So I was at work and we normally order lunch like a couple times, I don't know, like once every two weeks. And I had pulled up a menu of a place, was literally looking through the menu, about to order something. And Alyssa texts me and goes, I just finished at the place I'm at, and there's Ema, which is like a ramen place, right down the street. Would you believe it if I told you the menu I had pulled up that I was getting ready to order from out of all the places in this area I could have picked from was Ema? It just happened to be that way. not a place that either of us order from that frequently. Well, I mean, I don't live around there, so I... But like, it'd be different if it was like a place we went to all the time. It would be different if it was, like, our Chinese place that we get food from all the time, or uh, Jimmy John's, or Chipotle. It's, but it happens, this happens a lot. It happens too often. Or sometimes we'll send a message at the same time, and it will be, like, pretty much the exact same word or thought. Or Um, we'll say the same thing at the same time, which, just stop reading my mind, please. Just go away. I don't want you in my brain. Get out of my head. (laughs) Get out. Go home. Leave. Right now. And never. Come nope. Okay. Back. Nope. We were oh, not on the same page there. We were not on the same page. That was Leave. not a good example. I was going with JoJo. My eyes are itchy. Knees weak. <laughs> Arms are heavy. Mom's spaghetti. Are you nervous about what's to come? What do you mean, what's to come? <laughs> the ranking. Oh my god. I went too far. <laughs> you know you've got. What? I'm scared <laughs> Told you my eyes were itchy. <laughs> I'm gonna go wash my face. Okay. I'm a little tired. It's like 1.30 in the morning. Alright. Welcome to Research, Rank, and Repeat. This is Hannah. This is Alyssa. 25 years of Pixar movies. 
like I lost it. You know when you come up with something in your head? It's like uh, Michael Scott where sometimes I start a mm-hmm. sentence and I don't know where it's going to go. Oh, God. Do your, try your thing. Oh, I've forgotten it because I was listening oh. so intently to yours. Um, we watched 22 Pixar movies. In two 22 months. 22 days. <laughs> it was exhausting. It was actually... This was a, um ambitious project. Yeah. And to be honest, I d- thought we might give up before this point. I kind of did too because we've been known to give up on things. Oh yeah, we're quitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. We definitely are quitters in some aspects. Yeah, but I mean, this is 25 years worth of movies that we watched in two months. Rough, roughly, Maybe yeah, less roughly than two months. months. And this is... In my opinion, the only ranking that matters. All the other Pixar rankings that are on the internet are useless. We are your guides. Only we can tell you what the superior Pixar movies are and why Cars 2 is the worst Pixar movie. Why you should never in your life watch Cars 2. Don't. You just don't watch it. And if you have watched it, why you should burn it from your brain. Cars 2 gets uh, a recommendation of no. Just no. Just no. Um, so here's how it's going to work. We have composed our ranking list from number one, which we consider our favorite or best Pixar movie, depending on how you want to look at it, to 22. Cars 2. Which is Cars 2 for both of us. No surprise. We spoiled that last episode. Yes. But was it really not a surprise? Yep. Yeah, so we're going to be going from worst... To best. best. Um, the way we're going to do it is I, this is Hannah, because our voices are very similar. I no, this that. is Alyssa. Stop. <laughs> Confusing everyone. Um, I'm going to start first. And then, first, you're last. Okay, first, and then Alyssa's going to go. We're going to go back and forth. Yeah. So we're just going to go through, um, maybe give a little bit of explanation as to why we ranked it the way we did. Maybe some commentary if things are surprising or... Yeah. The same. Sometimes I'm sure we'll have. There's got to be at least one movie that'll line up on the same spot. I'm sure there will. I mean, other um, than Cars Two, I am not sure we're gonna have the same favorite movie. I don't. I don't honestly know. I mean, okay. So we're just gonna start out. We obviously Cars Two. Cars Two is the worst, and I don't need to explain why. We we talked about it very as briefly as possible. It's an hour and whatever amount of minutes too many of hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that. I would hate a spy movie as much as I hate Cars 2. It's awful. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Moving on. Okay, so my 21st Pixar movie is The Good Dinosaur, a.k.a. The Good Dinosaur. Um, to, to be honest, it's just, it's so boring. It didn't feel like a Pixar movie. There's just, there was nothing to it for me. It, the storyline was just slow. Um, the characters were not that interesting to me, and I didn't care about it. That's fair. Uh, I'm racing from number 22 to number 21, which is Cars. Yep. I ranked Cars is 21. Uh, I never liked it when I was a kid. Still don't like it now. Uh, there's not many redeeming qualities to the movie. It's still the longest Pixar movie, which doesn't make any sense because it has no merit to be the longest Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. The plot sucks. 
majority of the characters suck. It leads to Cars 3, so that's why it's ranked higher than Cars 2. There you go. Uh, that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah, I put Cars at number 20. Uh, I think the reason it got one above Good Dinosaur is because I had such fondness of it as a child. You? Was it? It was your favorite Pixar movie For at some one reason point. it was. And I remember liking it a lot more and I watched it this time and it was a struggle. Guess what? You got better opinions. <laughs> okay. I also put The Good Dinosaur at number 20. Um, for similar reasons that you did. It just... I I feel like they wanted to do something a bit more experimental, kind of do something out of the box, not what they had done previously, and things about it work. There's there's some elements that I like, there's a lot of things that I don't care for. It's also just, like you said, it's kind of boring, it's just there's not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Number 19, I went with Monsters University. Um, the reason being is it's just such an overdone plot. It's It doesn't work for me. The whole uh, college frat games, like that whole storyline doesn't work for me. I didn't like the characters, to be honest. Even Mike and Soli, like, I don't like how they're characterized. Um, I don't find the side characters to be interesting. And it just, I don't know, it fell flat for me. So, number 19, I put A Bug's Life. I feel like A Bug's Life is, to me, what Cars is to you, where I remember really liking it when I was a kid, but as an adult, I just, it's rough. It's definitely early, it's got that early Pixar roughness, but in a way that doesn't really hold up. There are a lot of things about it, I mean, character-wise, plot-wise, story-wise, animation-wise, that just aren't as interesting to me with everything, you know, all the movies that Pixar has produced. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's just my like for it has dropped quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Number 18, I did Toy Story 4. Um, I had a really hard time with Toy Story 4. I think a lot of it had to do with me liking the end of Toy Story 3 so much, and I just felt like it didn't work. The characters were just very... Um, non, I don't know, they didn't, they didn't match their characterization they've had for the first three movies. And I just, I don't know, it was just very confusing for me. So number 18, I put Monsters University for very similar reasons. The trope is, has been overdone to all hell. It's made the characters worse. I liked the characters less after the movie. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we needed this prequel. It doesn't really add much to the story for me we didn't get any boo there's no boo i i'm not a fan boo boo who (laughs) i was gonna say a line from mean girls but i'll just just not that's that's fair um i know where you're going with it though just know i heard it in my head and i laughed okay but yeah it's it's nothing that that I, i i don't need to watch it again yeah um, we're on 17, right? 17. Okay, 17. It's um, the highest prime number. 17, I went with A Bug's Life. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I remember liking it a lot more as a kid, and I, I do feel like Bug's Life has some really adult concepts in it, um, but it just, I don't know, the side characters, and it just, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work in the way that it should have worked. 
So for number 17, I actually just switched to uh, movies because I was looking at my list and went, I've made a mistake. So 17 is Toy Story 4 for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to change if I watch this movie again in the future. Again, because I just watched it for the first time yesterday. So I haven't had a ton of time to process and think about it and... um, it's just, I don't, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. There, there are parts of it that I liked, um, but as a whole, it just left me feeling empty and confused. Yeah. Um, 16, I went with Brave. Um, to me, I don't know, Brave, I, I like the kind of story or the um, like lessons from it. But it just, the plot was just so slow for me, I guess. Um, I really struggled trying to keep myself entertained, and, and the ending was just kind of strange. Um, I don't know. There just wasn't a lot about it that I, I wanted to like it more than I did, I think, is the issue. So, 16, I put Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I don't like this movie as much as I want to. Because I want to like it a lot more. I just, there's something about the way it was presented that I just couldn't connect with. And I think maybe I had really high expectations because of Finding Nemo or something like that. But I just, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I had um, Finding Dory as number 15. 13? 15. Oh, I was going to say, we're not on 13. We're on 15, right? We're on 15, okay. yes. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I really wanted to like the movie. I just, I watched it and I was like, I, I thought I liked it more the first time I saw it. I think what you're saying is true. Like finding Nemo was such a high bar and it just, if it wasn't a perfect, it, it just wasn't, it didn't live up to it at all. Um, and a lot of the things I liked about finding Nemo were the things I disliked about finding Dory. I agree. So my 15 was brave. Okay. And I think you said it best when you said that you wanted to like it more mm-hmm. because I I wish I could like it more. I, I, I love that they decided to go with this mother-daughter bond route and, you know, have the mom be transformed and having to deal with their struggles. I just don't think the story was there. It just wasn't as strong as it needed to be because I liked the character, like the mom and daughter dynamic a lot and I wish it could be better. Yeah. Um, Number 14, I went with Onward. I think it might change if I've watched it again or or having more time to really like process the whole movie. Um, I did really like the relationship between the brothers, but it was confusing at times and in the story didn't really flow the way I wanted it to. Um, and I struggled with not having really strong side characters as well. We finally got a match. Did we? I put, I, I switched brave or before, uh, we started recording, I switched brave and onward. Mm-hmm. I put onward as number 14 and same thing where this is the, if anything's going to move on this list, it's onward Yeah. because I'm still unsure of how I really feel about it. But I thought it was, you know, it was it was fine. You know, I liked I liked the character interactions. You know, I I was a little lost on some of the plot, 
and some of the story, mm-hmm. but I thought as a whole it was a pretty good package. Yeah. Um, 13, I went with Wally. If we were going based off the first 30 minutes of the movie... That'd be would, my top three. It'd be my top three for sure. It was done so well, and then just the second half was so... I don't know, it was so much harder to watch. It it didn't hit me in the way the first half did, and it just... I think it's it was a, an important movie, but it just wasn't done in, in the way the first half was. I wish the whole movie could have been like that first half. So, for number 13, I went with Toy Story 2. Okay. So... I like Toy Story 2. I just... There's something about the story elements that I just wasn't as fond of as, like, in comparison to the original and Toy Story 3, that I I just don't think certain story elements were as strong or certain characters were as strong. I liked, like, I liked Jesse. I liked Bullseye. I I don't know. There's some some just like all the stuff with Buzz and the side characters. I loved all of that mm. and I just didn't care as much about Woody's you know stuff and I just feel like it could have been a stronger sequel. Yeah, I 12 was Toy Story 2 for me. Um I agree with you. The main reason why I struggled that movie is because I liked the side plot way more than the main plot. This is a movie where having two uh, plots going at the same time didn't work for me and I always kept hoping like when the whole Woody scenes were going on that we could go back to Buzz Um, and I just to me it's just one of those movies that I think they missed the mark on a couple things and just a couple things though really affected the movie for me Um, and I wanted to like it the way that I liked Toy Story the original so I put Wally as number 12 for the same reasons those it probably if it not for those first 30 minutes it probably would be ranked a lot lower but those Mm -hmm. those first bits on earth were so like i was so like captured and entranced by it and i was just amazed and if that was the whole movie that would be in my top three but it just the second half was not interest is not interesting it wasn't really entertaining i i guess so as they'll say just i don't think it really worked in that format yeah um we're on 11 yes okay forgot um so number 11 i did up um to me up is one of those movies where it has these scenes that i think are some of the best scenes pixar's done but the movie as a whole doesn't hit me the way those scenes do. The whole Ellie and Carl storyline obviously is like one of the most emotional Pixar things for me. The montages. But I don't know. The plot's kind of weird. The humor for me and Up doesn't really... It's not... To me it's not funny. It's kind of written for little kids. And I guess maybe that's part of the reason why I don't find it funny. Um, but I wanted to be like gut punched the whole movie the way those scenes did for me so number 11 i went with monsters inc and inherent like i don't think there's 
really anything wrong with Monsters, Inc. as a, as a whole movie package. I like the characters. I love Sully. I like Boo. I like the plot. I like the ingenuity and the creativity. But I just, in I think when you put it in a lineup with all of these Pixar movies, I just don't think it's as strong as some of them are. And I don't think it hits as hard. And that's really the only reason why it's here is I don't have, I really don't have any problems with it. I think it's a good movie. I like it. I just, I think it just could be stronger. I agree. Um, number 10, I went with Toy Story 3. This one was hard for me because I've only seen it two times. So I think this is one of those that it might change my ranking, but to me it just had the best Pixar ending. Um, it, it wrapped up so nicely everything, and I don't know if maybe Toy Story 4 like dragged Toy Story 3 down for some reason, because I feel like if I hadn't seen Toy Story 4, I might have put Toy Story 3 higher. But the thing I loved about Toy Story 3 was just the way it hits you, like, nostalgia-wise. You know, as people who watch Toy Story as kids and and then you're around the same age as Andy, like, it just, it just hits you differently. Um, and I feel like the characters are really well done in Toy Story 3, and the last, like, five minutes are my favorite Pixar ending. So, interesting you have Toy Story 3 as number 10, because I have Toy Story as number oh. 10. I think the reason why I put it here is I think I am biased with this movie. I think I'm blinded by nostalgia. I think because I've I'm not I don't have any memories without Toy Story. It's one of those movies that I'm never not going to like. But I think I can recognize that it being the first picture, picture, the first full length uh, animated movie feature from Pixar, that there are some issues with the story. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, and I really don't like Woody in this movie. I think he's real, like, you know, he's a douchebag. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and I. And the an- part of it's the animation is rough. Mm-hmm. Like, it is some rough animation to watch. And I'm trying to think if you showed, you know, someone who's five Toy Story now, would they be as fond of it as we were? Right. And I, I think that's a, that's kind of like an introspective way I've been think trying to think about it is I'm trying to think of it in a perception that's not my own. And this is where it made sense to me. Right. Um, number nine, I went with Monsters, Inc. I always really liked Monsters, Inc. because I just love the the character dynamics, and I think the movie really thrives on that. But I agree with you. It If you compare it to some of the top Pixar movies, I don't think it stands up in terms of, like, plot and story. But for me, it's just, it's all about the relationships between the characters, and it's always kind of had, like, a place in my heart. Like, I always loved to watch the movie as a kid. Number nine, um, probably my biggest surprise on this list, Cars 3. I don't think before we watched these in order I would have ever put it this high or would have ever thought I would have put it this high. I, and I'm sure some of this has to do with how much I dislike Cars 
in Cars 2 because they're literally my last two movies. We jump from 20 to 9 is extreme in itself. But I... We talked about this in an earlier episode, but Cars 3 saved this franchise for Mm me. I loved the characters. I really liked the story. I loved the, like the progression of like men you know coming the mentor mentee and changing of roles and recognizing that you know you're you can only do so much in the role that you have and i yeah this is the biggest surprise for me on this list is is cars 3 it's a good movie i think the critics judged it harsher than they needed to to be honest i remember the Looking at all the the scores, they were fairly low. Yeah. Um, number eight, I went with Toy Story. Um, I agree with you that I think I probably could have been like in my top five, just based off the fact that it's one of those movies I have so many memories of and I've seen so many times. But I agree with you. The characters for me aren't. Certain characters do shine for me, but I think Woody's really not at his best. I think. The thing that I really do like about Toy Story is the humor. Like, it really works for that movie. Um, Like I said, I had a ton of lines from that movie that I really enjoyed. But the story itself, I think, does struggle at times. Um, And I was kind of surprised that Toy Story wasn't higher on my list, to be honest. I thought it would have been higher, but... I kind of was thinking going into this that Toy Story was going to be lower than where I may have thought I was going to put it just because I in if you're thinking about all the Pixar movies I just yeah I think it's story-wise is not as strong but moving on to my number eight spot uh, I have Incredibles 2. Mm. I think Incredibles 2 as a whole is probably the best Pixar sequel. And I, I recognize that I have not, I haven't given Toy Story 3 a spot on my list, but as a whole, I think it's the best Pixar sequel. I think it elaborates on the first story, it creates an extension that works, it makes sense, it's a strong story, it allows the characters to continue to grow in a way that makes sense, in a way that's enjoyable. And I, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, number seven, which for me was the biggest shock on my list, is Cars 3. Um, I did not going into it. I was kind of dreading having to watch it, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was there was so much simplicity to it, but every part of that story, every part of that plot, like made sense to me. It didn't feel like filler. It, it went by so smoothly, and every character, I feel like, was at their best in that movie. Um, you know, McQueen and, and Hudson and their, their relationship is shown more. And I don't know, like it was the biggest shock to me because I really didn't have any expectations going into it. But like I said, like, I'm almost glad we did a Pixar rewatch just so that I could see this movie again and give it a fair chance. And so for number seven, I have the last, um, sequel, Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Because I said, I think Incredibles 2 is the best Pixar sequel on looking at the whole package, but there are so many things, little things in Toy Story 3 that just add and 
they just hit you. You know, you get nostalgia in the beginning, you get nostalgia in the way they use the music, in the way the characters interact, and there's that, and you said that it's the best Pixar ending. It is. It's the mm-hmm. best, most impactful Pixar ending to a movie because it feels so final and so complete. And that's why I think I part of the reason why I really am not fond of Pixar 4 because it just, I think you're right. I think it does kind of take away from that ending because it felt, that felt like a perfect ending to a, a trilogy um, mm-hmm. when it was, you know, still only three movies. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a lot of those little things, I think, really were impactful. Yeah. Um, number six, I went with my last sequel would be Incredibles 2. I don't know, maybe it's just because I have such, like, a place in my heart for Incredibles and for the family, but Incredibles 2, to me, it, it did a lot of good things. There were some issues, which we did talk about in our discussion, but I just love the family. I love their dynamic. I love Helen just finally getting her chance to really shine in this movie. Um, it's just like a fun movie to watch. It works well in a lot of aspects. And for number six, I put Up. I Up is a weird one because I think you're right. And I think there's there's issues with some of the humor. There's some things about this movie I don't like. There are so many moments that are so Pixar. Yeah. That are the embodiment of what Pixar does best. The show don't tell. The way they use the music. The way they use the visuals. And just the way people... Ex- the expressions to show so much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a really endearing story. It's yeah. very endearing. I love that it just it's focused on the relationship relationship between um, Carl and God. I'm forget- no the boy. Oh, um, Randall. Randall. I could no, not remember not his right. name. Carl and Randall. Just their relationship and you know that it's focused. Russell. Russell. Randall's from Monsters Inc. Oh my gosh. You were close to the R. Yes. The relationship between Carl and Russell and just Carl dealing with losing his wife, losing his home, losing his sense of purpose and, you know, his sense of reality and just, there's just this kind of grand adventure. And it's simple in in that sense is the story's not that huge in scope. The adventure itself is huge, but the story is very small. And I, I think just a lot of those things work really well together. Yeah. And on that note, we have the same movies in our top five. Yes, we do. Which I kind of figured you would have most of these movies. I wasn't sure the order, but I figured most of these movies would be pretty high up there. Yeah, so going forward, all, all five of our movies are going to be yeah. one through five in some order. Okay, so number five, um, for me it's Inside Out. I think Inside Out is Pixar's, mm, one of the most important movies Pixar's put out. Um, The way they deal with mental health in a way that hasn't really been done before, and the way they portray it in a a child. Um, I think it's a really important film. I think that the side characters are super strong in this movie. 
Um, I love the dynamic between joy and sadness. I love the story. I love the plot. Yeah, the montages are really good again. Oh, that's one of the things you just said Pixar does really well. I think they do that really well. And just the whole concept of having like the islands, the interest and everything like that. I don't know. It's definitely a one that you can't watch all the time. I don't feel like it's a very heavy movie, but I think it's really important. So for number five, I put Coco. And it's kind of similar to Inside Out in that I think Coco is a, is a pretty impactful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the music is really well done. The, the story is great. The character relationships are interesting just the world building and it's just it's also just the personal aspect it's very um emotionally driven Mm -hmm. in both watching and the actual story itself it's definitely um maybe the strongest pixar movie in terms of uh like family Mm -hmm. just like the family dynamics and um and death i think that's really important that there's a movie that allows death to be explored and in a positive light Mm -hmm. as opposed to um a negative yeah i i put coco as number four um pretty much echoing everything you said i love the animation i love the colors they use I love the idea of, you know, the the bridge between life and death and the, and the family dynamics, the music's so good, a really strong group of side characters, and I like that Miguel is a, a kid, but also just feels mature, just feels really like a, a really dynamic uh, character, and yeah, like you said, I mean it. It handles death in a way that kind of shows it is not as scary, more as like a, a celebration of life. Yeah, I would ag- I would agree with you. It's definitely one of those Pixar movies that is important, more just beyond being like a, a fun movie to watch. There's actually a real, you know, message and um, impact. I guess just beyond the the main part of the movie. So for number four, I put Finding Nemo. And I love Finding Nemo. There's so much good in this movie, and it's still, I think this was when Pixar changed the way that they made movies, because the format and the way it works is so different from everything we had seen up to that point, and they do it so well, and it sets the stage for so, more, so many more movies to come. The music is great. The characters are interesting and different. Dory, you know, having, you know, short-term memory loss and, you know, mental, you know, a disability and Nemo having a disability with his fin and Marlin being this single worried father and just this massive journey they go on. And all the side characters are interesting and entertaining and it's funny and it's sad and it's just, there's so much going on but it all works together so well as a complete package yeah i mean this keeps happening but number three for me was finding nemo as well oh no you had it as four i had it as four i forget i started um 
yeah, I, I think the group of characters in the tank, to me, is my favorite group of side characters. And they found a way to make a B-plot work in one, like, literally a square box. That was so interesting to me. It's something that I feel like a lot of the Pixar movies I ranked lower really struggled with. But yeah, you just get such good character interactions in this movie. I mean, even, uh, what's his name? Crush? Yes, the turtle. The turtle. Like, even, even those characters that really are only in it for maybe a couple minutes find a way to, to steal the scene. Um, I love the adventure aspect. Like I said, when the movie started, it's it's just different. It's This, this movie was so different from all the Pixar movies that came before it. And just the... The colors and the the scenery and everything like that. I think this is one of those movies where all those little aspects that have have knocked movies down for me are done so well that I couldn't even really find those small minute things to even complain about. So um, for number three, I put Ratatouille. And this is interesting because as I was going through and ranking and thinking about it, I think that Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar movie, but I don't think it's the best Pixar movie, objectively speaking, and I have to keep, I have to consider that in my ranking list. Mm -hmm. I love uh, pretty much everything about this movie. I love that it's in France. I love that it's about food and chefs and you know, this rat trying to find his place in this world and Linguini, this kid who just, he's lost and he's has no confidence and they're dynamic and having this strong Colette, you know, as the strong woman in the kitchen who's leading him and the food critic being the villain is mm-hmm. so interesting and so different and all of the, like, little things about this movie the humor i think is some of the best humor maybe the best humor in pixar just all the dynamics work together so well and so i think it i like i don't know how to explain this the right way like i think when i watched ratatouille that end bit when the music starts playing when they have their own restaurant and um i think the song is called Le festine or the French pronunciation of that, like, I just, like, I always tear up because it's just, it's so, it just makes me feel so happy and, like, just there's so much emotion tied to this movie that I, I love it, but I can recognize that I think there are two other Pixar movies that are better movies. Okay, so my number two was The Incredibles. Um, obviously Ratatouille for me was number one then, Um, but I'm just going to focus on Incredibles right now. Um, this movie, I mean, talk about a movie that just across the board, I mean, the music is one of the things that to me makes this the, one of the best Pixar movies is that music, that score. Like I said, talking about Incredibles 2, I love the family dynamic here. I love the humor. I love the action sequences. I love Helen and her spandex. <laughs> like, it just... Icon. Yeah. And in Incredibles, it just... Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but if I were to 
to say like what's a a perfect example of a a movie that's good for children but also for adults Incredibles would be like one of the first ones I think of because I think it's so enjoyable like we we loved it as a kid I mean it wasn't necessarily always my favorite Pixar movie as a kid but watching as an adult I feel like you appreciate it so much more um and I love the dynamic between Helen and Bob I love the side characters I don't know I just think even like the villain I think um what's it syndrome syndrome I like that he has a good backstory um you know his motive you know why he's doing the things he does um you know the action sequences the final scene where they're trying to save the city the track sequence like there's just so many good scenes there's so many good moments I don't know to me it's it's almost I would say it's pretty close to a perfect movie for me so I um, have Inside Out as my number two, which puts Incredibles as my favorite mm-hmm. movie. Um, and you said most of everything that I was thinking about in Inside Out. It's exceptionally important, and it's a movie I wish we would have had when we were kids, you know? I think it's really important to be able to uh, present things in a way that you know kids can understand mm-hmm. presenting emotions as physical manifestations you know the islands the the dream world putting it in a way that um you can you can imagine and you can actually physically see and how they change and grow and can mold together and um it's very heavy yeah. It's a very heavy, emotionally taxing movie. I you gave me the DVD of Inside Out for my birthday or Christmas one year. I've never opened it because I never felt ready to watch it because it's it's such a it's a hard movie to get through. Mm-hmm. It's it's so beautiful the way the story's presented, the music is very minimalistic but it works so well there's i've talked about it there's this moment where she's just watching this memory of riley ice skating and there's no dialogue there's no like actual plot relevance it's just joy like skating along to this memory and feeling and reliving this memory and the music it just things like that just work so well in this movie yeah the reason I picked Ratatouille is number one, I would agree with you when I say it is my favorite Pixar movie, um, but I would also argue that to me it's the best done Pixar movie. The reason I think it is, it's it's gorgeous. It's such a beautiful movie to watch. Those food sequences they do, um, watching that food be prepared, I like that it's all about people who shouldn't be doing something like rising to the top and being able to prove that you don't have to be like the the cookie cutter mold to be able to do something. I think in my opinion the best monologue Pixar does is the uh, food critic review at the end of the movie. I love the ending of this movie. I love the realisticness of this movie that in the end you know, Remy's still the chef, but Linguini doesn't become, like, this huge famous chef. He's more out, um, being, like, a waiter or a host, uh, dealing with the people. 
and I just love the characters in this. I love the dynamics between Remy and Linguini, how they both rely on each other, but also they both want like what the other has. The music mixed in with those with those food montages. Um, the humor is done so well. And I just think for me, and I don't know, maybe it's because I like love to cook and I think anyone who loves to cook would really appreciate this movie. But I don't know. It's just to me it's like my favorite thing to watch is you feel like you're watching an hour and a half or however long it is of just like happiness and and joy and peace. So the reason why I put The Incredibles at number one is I was thinking about how many superhero movies I've seen. I've seen every Marvel movie with the exception of the newest Spider-Man that's come out and there isn't a single Marvel movie that I would willingly and want to rewatch as much as The Incredibles. I think The Incredibles not just as an animated movie but I think it is one of the best superhero movies as well. The way that they tell the story is masterfully done. The way they transition from the, the the glory days to present day, the way the the family dynamics, the the fighting, you know, that the parents fight, they don't get along. The, you know, the kids don't fit in in, you know, society. The the way that they they kill a lot of the superheroes. And it has lasting, you know, ramifications in the future. And we see that in Incredibles too, that they find these new superheroes, but all of these old ones are gone. They're dead. It's it's a good villain. The humor is good. The way the story flows and progresses makes sense and is enjoyable to watch. There's just so much so many good things to enjoy and just appreciate. And it's just I have so much fun when I'm watching mm-hmm. it. It's it's so exciting, even though I've seen it, you know, multiple times. I still there's certain scenes that just are still so great to see. The music is I think we talked about this, but it's some of the best soundtrack that's ever come out of Pixar. It fits so well with the with with each scene that it's in it it just all flows together so well that's why i decided to go with it as number one because it's it's like i said i think ratatouille is my favorite but i think the incredibles is the best movie as a whole just everything put together yeah that is pixar that is pixar and to be honest What is interesting is we had the same five movies in our top five and not a single one was the same. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm not super surprised that our top five was the same. I think they're the top five for a reason. Um, I will say my biggest surprise with my own list was how far Cars 3 made it on my list. I, I agree. The biggest surprise for sure was the fact that I liked Cars 3 as much Mm -hmm. as I did because I was not expecting to and it. It'd be different if that was me watching the movie for the first time, but mm-hmm. we had seen Cars 3. Yeah. We watched it, and I I didn't have a lasting impression on me. No. So to go back and watch it and 
come away with a completely different opinion was definitely the most surprising for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did it. We got through 22 movies. Mm -hmm. We ranked them. So we've completed Pixar. And if it wasn't clear, this was a daunting and draining task. It is 2.12 in the morning. We're trying to amp up our energy levels to give you the proper send-off that you deserve, but I'm not finding the motivation to do that. <laughs> I, I literally cannot summon any enthusiasm. I can't either. I normally can't anyways. <laughs> I just don't have a lot of enthusiasm. Well, I know you can't summon enthusiasm. But... That's why you need me here. Okay, wait. Move closer to the mic. Move closer to the mic. Move closer. What are you doing? No, no, move closer. Don't hit me. Move closer. Move closer. Ow. Does that help with your energy levels? Sure. Okay. I'm all jacked up. I'm out. (laughs) I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey, Chip. I'm going to scissor kick you in the head, Chip. Maybe we'll do that for a podcast. Just best lines from Tadley Nights. There are a lot. Applebee's has rats. I found (laughs) a whole one in my cop salad. Um, This is nothing to do with Pixar. You hit it here. What? You hear it? You hear it? <laughs> I'm so tired. This is going downhill. So this is this is this is going into just crazy. Need to this. this is going into crazy territory. Um, so this has been fun. Thank you for listening. Thank if you, anyone's listening, thank you for listening. Um, again, we want your opinions. Mm-hmm. We want to hear what you think. We want to know what you liked, what you didn't like. Give us constructive feedback we'd love to hear it because we're just amateurs doing this for fun you got anything to tell us we'll listen (laughs) well see you next time good god we would like to thank joseph mcdade for our intro music he provides free music available for all kinds of creative use the song that we used is called sunrise expedition and you can find it and his other music on his website josephmcdade.com If you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.